0: It's Wednesday, November the 18th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We're going to start today with revealing that coronavirus infection rate in Swale is now the third highest in England. Latest figures show the number of cases across. Sittingbourne, Sheppey and Faversham has risen to almost 590 per 100,000 people. Now that's more than double the national average. First up, let's hear from Sittingbourne and Sheppey MP Gordon Henderson. He's been speaking about what could happen when lockdown ends and how the whole county could be affected if figures in Swale are still high.
2: My understanding is that the government only wants and only expects regions to go into, or, or wider areas to go into the higher tiers. It's not prepared, it doesn't want uh, individual parts of that area, so individual parts of Kent. It is unlikely that they will go into a, uh, a separate tier to the rest of Kent. Now, there is a possibility, I suppose, that a region within Kent, such as the North Kent area, that would cover Medway, Swale, and Thanet, for instance, could be placed into a different tier. And but, but the the issue is is wider than that. The only way I believe that we can prevent that from happening is for all those people in. Kent, but in particular in my constituency, which has uh, is, is one of the highest incidents of COVID in Kent, for those people that are currently either not uh, following the guidance or refusing to follow that guidance, whether it comes to wearing masks, social distancing, or washing their hands and following the other hygiene rules, if they continue to refuse to do that, then it's inevitable that we will move into a higher category of restrictions. And that, if it's imposed on Kent, um, as well as uh, Swale or Thanet or Medway, then that will be very unfair on those parts of the county that are currently showing a lower incidence of COVID.
0: Roger True Love is the leader of Swale Borough Council. He says it's not fair to simply blame people for not following the rules.
3: There are deeper reasons why we have a higher rate than, than others. Uh, cl- clearly there are people in Swale who are not following the rules, but I'm sure there are people in Folkestone, Canterbury, not following the rules. So I, I think it's a bit unfair to, to um, focus on the people of Swale. Clearly, I would like everybody to follow the rules, to put on a mask, to wash their hands, t- to distance. But, I mean, part of the problem, for us seems to be spreading through the schools, through the care homes, through the prisons, through certain workplaces, in people's homes and so on. We're doing all we can, you know, we're exhorting people to to follow the rules, we've got people out checking on businesses, Um, it is a fact that we are now the top in Kent again, we've overtaken Thanet again, so it's alarming, it's very disappointing. But it won't do any good to simply say uh, it's the fault of the people of Swale. We were told the day before we went into this lockdown that we were likely to go up into a higher tier with other districts in Kent. If that is to be the case, I think it would be best if the whole of Kent went up a tier, that we did what they did in London, which whilst there were uh, differences between one borough and another, and some boroughs were actually lower than us, that took the whole of London into the tier 2 and their figures have begun to come down. If, if we have districts next to each other, some in a higher tier, some in a lower tier, I think that will have, uh, create problems for compliance by the public. Uh, but, but also, simply if you're in Faversham for example, you'd just go to Canterbury, wouldn't you?
0: Playing devil's advocate for a moment, there is um, is there not an argument with that, that the rest of the county shouldn't pay for one borough being particularly higher?
3: Well, that, that implies it's all our fault, which is, is extremely unfair. The fact is, the rate of increase in Kent is, is very ru- uh, sharp now. So every, everywhere's going up. Different uh, boroughs are going up from a different base. But the fact is that the whole of Kent is now seeing, in some places with low figures, a doubling in, in a week, a hundred percent increase in a week. So I, I think it would. I mean what, what we're dealing with is public health. Pe- people don't stay in their own borough all the time. So if, if we if if we are to go up t- uh, tiers, then I I think it would be better to um, to do it for the whole county. But I can understand why some uh, boroughs and some leaders across Kent would say, well, not us. But if they do that, all that will happen is that their numbers will go up and ours might start to come down. We will, of course, be
0: keeping a very close eye on those figures and keeping you updated. Staying with coronavirus news, Kent's busiest hospital has introduced enhanced internal measures to deal with an increasing number of COVID patients. Latest figures show 93 are being treated at Medway Maritime in Gillingham. 28 coronavirus-related deaths were recorded there in the week to last Saturday, but the chief exec says they haven't declared a critical incident. time, the wife of a man who died after contracting COVID in the hospital has criticised infection control. Paul Tucker was admitted with a suspected urinary tract infection and put on a ward being used to treat COVID patients despite not having a positive result. He was moved after a test came back negative, but later developed symptoms and passed away last week. The trust's chief exec says their thoughts are with Mr Tucker's family and insists their priority is to keep staff and patients safe at all times. Another Kent School has closed for two weeks, this time after the head teacher tested positive for coronavirus. Children and staff at Hawkhurst Primary have been told to stay at home until November the 30th. 64 pupils had already been sent home after a confirmed case in year three. In much more positive coronavirus news today, though, Pfizer and BioNTech say their vaccine is even more effective than previously thought. The firms say the latest data shows a 95% success rate, up from 90 initially. It's also met safety criteria and will be submitted to US regulators for approval within days. And in the Commons, Folkestone and Hive MP Damian Collins has been calling for social media companies to do more to remove fake news on vaccines. Here's his exchange with the Prime Minister, who you might remember is having to isolate.
3: It's fantastic that we will very soon have the COVID vaccine, but extremely concerning that in a recent survey one in five people say they won't take it does the prime minister agree with me that social media companies should be doing more to remove anti-vaccine disinformation and conspiracy theories and will he consider including requirements to do that within the scope of the government's forthcoming online harms bill yes.
2: Prime Minister,
1: yes well well i'm very pleased that facebook twitter and google have committed uh, that no company should profit from or promote vaccine disinformation and to respond to that kind of of content very quickly, and uh, we are going to be publishing our our response shortly to the online harms white paper consultation, and we'll be setting out uh, our plans for, for legislation.
0: Now, we're also hearing today from a Kent charity that helps people struggling with addiction because they say they've had an increase in calls about problem drinking during the pandemic. For the first time in 12 years, Kenwood Trust in Yielding is full for those needing residential treatment and they're putting on extra counselling and support sessions for day visitors too. Lucy has been chatting to Penny Williams, who's the chief exec, as part of Alcohol Awareness Week.
4: So the campaign uh, this year is uh, focusing on mental health. And actually, there's been a lot in the uh, media about that. The pandemic has caused people to feel very um, uh, stretched and anxious and uncertain, which is affecting people's mental health. I think you often see stories around that. And also the research has shown that there's been a huge increase in people drinking during lockdown for various reasons. Um some uh, may be quite casual, but a lot of people are finding that they're drinking every day and we're certainly getting more sort of uh, calls and contacts with people concerned about uh, friends or family who they feel have sort of slipped into becoming addicted to alcohol. And as you mentioned there, the pandemic,
0: it has been a big challenge for all of us, really. Um, Is it sort of the extra stress of maybe losing a job, you know, having to support
4: your family financially with sort of maybe a tighter budget? Is that the kind of things you're hearing that people sort of led them down that path? Yeah, I think, I mean, as I say, anxiety is is a big challenge for so many people. Um, Because the pandemic is uh, making them worried about getting the virus, about losing their job, or they have lost their job, or their partner's lost their job. You know, there is a a lot of challenges um, for people to feel uh, very uncertain. And I think that spending more time at home, not having activities to go and do, Um, it's very much the culture in the UK you know there's lots of jokes about have a drink it will be fine and people are slipping into that to escape and we we often we know that um, addiction particularly with alcohol is about sort of self-medicating you can get hold of it very easily it helps you sort of forget uh, or even face any trauma from um, from when you're younger through to the challenges that you're facing right now so um, it's a perfect storm in many ways um, just before the pandemic the, the previous 12 months there was an increase in people presenting at A&E with alcohol related issues so it's been a growing trend that the Um, pandemic has unfortunately sort of accentuated
0: and you can contact the charity at kenwoodtrust.org.uk finally it's feared there could be a fatal crash as more people visit woodland near canterbury and herm bay during lockdown drivers who can't find a space in the car park at thorndon wood are instead leaving their vehicles at the entrance forcing oncoming traffic to veer into the middle of the road. They're being urged to park somewhere else instead. Kent Wildlife Trust, which runs the car park, says it hasn't received any reports of nuisance parking. Kent Online News. Other news today and the parents of a little boy who died just days after being born at a Kent hospital are calling for experts to look into the care he received. Archie Powell passed away from a common bacterial infection four days after being born at Margate's QEQM in February last year. An internal investigation found his death was potentially avoidable. An inquest is due to be held next spring. A man in his 50s is in a critical but stable condition in a London hospital after being found with a stomach wound in Margate. Police are trying to work out how he got seriously injured at a property in Grosvenor Place on Monday. A 51-year-old man's been arrested. Emergency pens have been rented for cattle and sheep that might get stuck in major disruption on Kent's roads when the Brexit transition period ends. There are concerns for the welfare of animals being transported on vehicles between the UK and Europe if there are delays at the border. Contingency plans are being drawn up so they don't exceed the eight hours journey time. It's emerged two friends who were killed when the motorbike they were riding collided with a car on Romney Marsh, were not wearing helmets or protective clothing. Stephen Taylor and Dean Bryan from London died following the crash on the A259-year-old Romney in August. An inquest has heard the 33 and 27-year-olds also had cocaine in their system. Memorial plaques dedicated to loved ones have been stolen from parks in Medway. Almost 30 have been reported missing from Riverside in Rainham and several have also been taken from nearby hillyfields in Gillingham. Visitors to the country park are angered. I think it's disgusting that people would do such a thing but not unexpected in these times really.
4: I just feel it's sad because I feel for the people that have put them there for their relatives and I don't think it's ethical that people should go stealing it really dreadful.
0: It really is sad. There's a difficulty somewhere that people need to do that kind of thing. It's lovely to make benches, put benches all over the place for the people to use. That's lovely. They are being used, but to take the little plaques, that is is a little bit cruel. Councillor Hazel Brown says police are investigating and hopes whoever did it gives themselves up. These
4: plaques are put here to celebrate the lives of people and for families to have somewhere to come to remember. And at this time of remembrance, it's terrible that they have been removed. If you are the people who are doing it, desist from doing it. This plaque could have been for one of your relations. How would you feel if somebody went
0: and stole it? A Medway man's among four people who've been jailed for a total of more than 40 years for their involvement in the supply of cocaine. 38-year-old Kevin Wellam was arrested after Met Police officers found a bag containing up to £400,000 worth of the drug. They also discovered almost £20,000 in cash in the loft of his house on Strode's close in Strood. He's been locked up for nine years. Kent Police say they'll try to stop a service station in a problem part of Thanet from selling alcohol 24 24- hours a day. The company that's just taken over the licence of the garage on Westcliff Road in Ramsgate have asked permission from the council. Officers are worried it could lead to more anti-social behaviour though. And don't listen for a bit if you don't want to know the result of last night's bake-off. Well Kent's Laura Adlington is through to the final. She impressed the judges with her Black Forest Gatto Cube Cake showstopper and will take on David and Peter next week.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football and Dover Athletics, players missed a day off today after suffering a heavy 5-1 defeat to Woking. Last night's result leaves them just one place off the bottom of the National League table. We caught up with manager Andy Hessenthaler after the match.
1: Start questioning, are we good enough? Are we good enough as a management team because we brought them in? Are they good enough as players to, to, um, to keep us up? Uh, you know, but if we carry on the way we are, the answer is no. Simple. So we've got to um, we've got you know, somehow gotta address it, we've got to improve, we've got to get on the training ground, we've got to stop giving silly goals like we we're giving away. Um, find a bit of belief. Yes, we have got some younger ones out there, but you know, it's hard for them. But I thought I thought our best batter night was our captain again. He he actually if we had another ten of him, I thought Riggie put a shift in to be fair, to him scored a goal, should have scored two more. But the captain's thirty three years old, Sam Wood, and he absolutely gives everything. He's gone in Nick outwards and I didn't really have to say too much, to be fair. Uh, said my piece. It's all right, you can throw yourself around and smash things up, but I'm past all that now. I'm past all that. I've just hurt because we, we've we've lost the game and uh, the way we lost it. And you know, it was, um, I'm hoping that they're, they're feeling the same way tonight because uh, they should be. Like I say, how can you have days off? I can we've had too many days off? And we look unfit. You know, it means let's get in and let's start getting fitter. Fitter mentally as well fitter. So maybe them concentration levels are a lot better than we're showing. So let's get in and let's train and let's just don't have any days off.
0: Some news for Jill's fans now and Steve Evans will be able to include five subs in his squad from this weekend. The Football League have changed the rules to help teams cope with a busy schedule but it was something the manager was against actually because he reckons it gives sides with more players an advantage. And the date for Gillingham's trip to Bristol Rovers next month has been changed. They'll travel to the Memorial Stadium on Wednesday the 2nd of December 24 hours later than originally planned. It's because Rovers are in FA Cup action the previous sunday well that's it for today thanks ever so much for listening you can also subscribe to the im news app and that will give you access to all km group newspapers to do it's really straightforward head to subsaver.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the kent
4: online podcast